From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. It's time again for some No Nonsense Sales. There's a lot of nonsense in sales, but not in this show. This is the show that takes a stand and shuts down the nonsense. Says no more, no more with the cliches, the jargon, the buzzwords. This show says let's get real. If you're a new listener, welcome, welcome. Good to have you here. We're on episode 20. Where does the time go? Eh? Puts us at episode T in the alphabet of sales jargon and T is for thought leaders. A lot of sellers might moan when they hear this term. Oh, thought leaders. Someone telling me on LinkedIn what time they got up this morning. I woke up at 6am, had some raw eggs because sellers wake up early. Or is it someone giving you some wishy-washy advice that doesn't mean anything? So to all my followers, be your best, do your best, achieve your goals, make it happen. Uh, Well, that doesn't really mean (laughs) anything. Or is it someone telling you how many deals they've closed? I closed $255,000 worth of deals yesterday with my eyes closed. It's, uh, It's not that. That's not what I think of when I think of thought leadership. I think of it as having a voice. Salespeople having a voice in their industry. Salespeople having the confidence to reach out to prospects and go look at the kind of stuff that I'm talking about online because it's relevant to your industry, it's about the pain points you're probably facing right now, and I'm an active voice for how I can solve your problems. Let's chat. So this week's episode is for any reluctant voices out there. Listen up. The ones that say, no way could I be a thought leader. No way could I do that. Because we all have the power to be a voice for our sector. And the benefits far outweigh any, oh no, I'm too scared, don't want to do it. Those feelings need to go. And I've got someone this week who's going to help you do that. She is Sell Better by JB Sales' newest hire. She's a top voice on LinkedIn, an advocate for creating an inclusive, diverse and respectful working environment of the future. She's also just loads of fun, which is why I was so glad that she said yes. And I found myself just agreeing with everything that she said during this interview, and I'm sure you will too. My guest this week is Nikki Ivy. Had a good chat with Nikki before we recorded this episode, so I kicked off the interview by picking up on something she said before we hit the record button. You said to me that you work at your best when you feel inspired. What does that term, thought leadership, mean to you? And feel free to say inspires people but I'd, I'd love you to uh, I'd love you to kind of extend on that what does it what does it actually mean to you as a person well it first means that you are listening to what people in a given space are saying you're listening to what they're saying about their problems you're listening to what they're saying about you know what they love about what they do in their space and in that listening you're pulling insights right? from like across the swath of, of other of content that they are consuming and your insights are what ends up helping people. When I talk about inspiration though, and being at my best, that has to do with when I'm sitting across from a buyer, I am inspired by their passion for what they do. 
And the more I let myself be open to that, the more effective I am as a seller because, you know, sincerity wins and I kind of can't help but be sincere when uh, when I'm feeling inspired. And so, yes, I think that, you know, this willingness to be open to inspiration and for me, what it took specifically around this inspiration, I think like somebody, it's a drinking game. How many times can I say inspiration? Uh, but for me, it really was just about helping people feel heard and seen um, and making sure that I was speaking with an authentic voice. There's actually a pretty obvious line of demarcation when you look at my content from sort of trying to figure out you know, what aspect of sales process and tactics I need to talk about. And then one day being like, okay, but cities are burning, right? Like, <laughs> like things are not okay. And to go to work and pretend, right. Just wasn't, just wasn't effective. So yeah, I really do think that that's what, what thought leadership has to be, right. It has to be start with the people that you're talking to as a start with the goal of helping them in one way or another can be educating them or entertaining them as well. Um, but oh, that's what I was getting to is I didn't value my ability to inspire people in a world where, you know, like I said, on LinkedIn, so much of the content focuses on tactics and that content performs very well. And so it, it it was a, a square peg, right? I mean, it was a round hole I tried to fit myself into because I thought it wasn't good enough. If it's not about, you know, something that people can hard tie to metrics and revenue, then it's fluff, right? But when I saw like the different titles and industries that the people who were responding to it were from, um, then I just, you know, I kept going. So that's what I would want people to know if, if you're thinking about, um, starting content, if you're having thoughts that you think could lead, uh, <laughs> then, then, you know, be just open yourself up and, and talk about it. Yes, there's a risk that people will think it's fluff or there's a risk that folks won't respond to it. But the bigger risk is, you know, words unspoken that may have helped someone. Love that. And, and I love that you started with listening as well, right? Because when I speak to anyone around content or, or thought leadership, it's always like, well, what should I say? Right? Tell me what to say. What should I actually post? And the very first thing you said there was listening, right? So in order to have an authentic voice, actually listening to what the community is saying, right? In order to participate. I mean, that's a huge takeaway for me already uh, from this podcast. So thanks for that. But I mean, if we look at it from a sales perspective, then uh, how important is it to be a thought leader in sales? And, and should sellers be striving to become thought leaders in their sector? It's, it's a non-negotiable at this point. There have been, you know, all these different outlets have done these like sort of state of sales studies and the consensus is that people don't trust salespeople. I think it's something like 30% of people view sales as a trustworthy profession, right? And something like 80% of them don't ever want to talk to us, right? So you better at the very least, right, have some, you know, some original thoughts, right? You better at the very least have a perspective that is valuable and new, right? Helping people think about things in ways that they that they haven't 
is the name of the game, right? Because that is how we overcome the lack of trust that, you know, that buyers and, and, and folks have in us is it's so that's why it's imperative. And I think that, you know, the future of sales given, you know, sort of generative AI, uh, how the SDR position is changing, the future of sales requires us to be radically human. And the radically human thing to do as a seller is to really actually form a point of view, allow yourself to just become an expert in the space. Become an expert in the space. Whether you, I want to be clear, whether you post content or not, right? You can still become a thought leader. You should still become a thought leader because when you are interacting with people in your space, whether it's peers or prospects, right? They're going to want you to be able to confidently speak to their problems. And, you know, that is impossible if, you know, if you hadn't started with thought leadership. I love that a lot because I think that a lot of sellers will focus on becoming products or service experts, but actually we need to be problem experts, right? And really knowing what the day-to-day looks like for our for our ICPs and our prospects. Now, so for anyone who's listening to anything, it's okay, this sounds great. I I want to be a voice in the space. I want to be a thought leader. And he talks about their lack of trust, right? What can what can people do who who want to become thought leaders do to be seen as reputable in their industry? What are a couple of tactics that you could give to our listeners today? Yeah, I LinkedIn makes this really easy. Um, they, I don't know if you've seen in a person's LinkedIn profile, there are hashtags, right? Um, sort of talks about, I think is, is what the, what the phrase is. So I follow hashtags that are relevant to the folks that I, you know, sell, sell to, for me, it happens to be, um, a lot of the time sellers and marketers. Um, so I, I follow those hashtags and I start my day joining those conversations. And this is how you build that authority. If I'm showing up on different people's posts in the space around across a variety of go-to-market topics, functions, um, roles, and my, my insights are meaningful and valuable, right? I'm not only connecting with the person whose post it is, I'm connecting with whoever their community is. Anybody that comes on that post and sees that comment, I mean, sometimes, you know, my comment will have more engagement than a post, <laughs> an entire post that I put up, right? And that I think is is how you how you know that you're at, you've met people where they are. So that's the first thing I would do is follow those hashtags and um, participate, jump on in the conversations. Yeah, that was a very a, a very kind of penny drop moment for me as well, right? When I realized probably probably a bit too late, really, within my personal brand journey that you can't just create content. You do have to also actively engage. I went through months of just putting things out there and going, well, it's not really landing. Um, but I realized when combining you know, content with engagement, that, that's where things really do thrive. Now, um, one thing I saw on a post of yours, actually, which I, I think would be a nice way to round off uh, this podcast, was this phrase, believe in your magic. 
I loved it. It sounded like you know something straight out of Disney or something like that. But do you want to tell me more about that that phrase? I think you wrote it. It must have been about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but what does that mean to you? Believe in your magic. Yeah, yeah. It's part of a sort of a theme that has been recurring in my life, right? Mindset, moxie, and magic, right? So, Matt, it starts with the mindset, right? Like understanding why you're doing what you're doing and finding purpose in what you do. Moxie is taking an unconventional, radically human approach to every interaction that you have with another human being. Um, And then the magic is reveling in your gifts. Again, I had a really difficult time valuing that, that ability to inspire, even just writing in and of itself. And when I stopped resisting that and just built everything else around it, that's when the magic happened. you know, right? I found it and I believe in that so much. There are so many people who right now likely have gifts that they don't believe or know are applicable to what they're doing every day, especially as sellers, because there's there remains in our culture a lot of the time this shut up and sell mentality, right? You see, recently people have been making like anti-influencer posts and things like that. So there it can be really tempting to just say, no, nah, I'm just gonna put my head down and work really hard and all of that, which like is required. I thought that went without saying. Uh, but but besides Right. Like besides that, yeah, it just really comes down to owning what you're good at unapologetically and not telling yourself that you can't do that unless you have a title. Right. Or a salary that pays you to do that. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And uh, it's something I'm a huge advocate of. Right. Looking internally and going, well, what, what do I thrive at and how can I bring that into my my job it was a huge thing for me right i'd been a seller for for years and i thought i can't really continue on like this you know calling and emailing people and hoping for the best i uh, i kind of got to that point where i was like nah, i gotta make a change and I've, and I've got to look at what else i can do so yeah love that message and thanks so much for sharing that i uh, i mean you've inspired me we've only been speaking for a few minutes but you've inspired me so this is this is great stuff but the way that i inspire my audience nikki is to soothe them at the end of every podcast with my beautiful uh, singing voice as i as i like to call it uh now you talked about using your gifts uh, <laughs> you know i don't i don't have the gift of, of being a strong singer but i i do like to make people smile and uh, and hopefully the song that you brought in uh, that i'm going to cover will will spread some joy at the end of this podcast so what is your pump up song uh, and and why have you brought it in love you to share that with me Ah, uh, see, I, I have a few, but I had to narrow it down because it can't be explicit lyrics. Uh, so <laughs> it is High High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Do you know this song? Yes, I I think I might have danced to this song uh, 20, maybe 20 odd years ago. Yeah, not that one. You said, tw- no, this it's more new than that. It's um, I guess I'm going to sing it. Here we go. OK, gotta have high, high hopes for a living. <laughs> that one okay. didn't have a dime, but I always made a killing. I was gonna be that one in a million. Gotta have high, high hopes, right? You gotta have high oh. hopes. Love that, <laughs> love that. Okay, well, what I'll do is I'll take your um, your sample there and I'll merge it with you know with my 
dulcet tones and we'll create some magic right here on, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So kind, so kind. Please do take your seats. This is a duet first on the podcast, High High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. And please do forgive me, the person that I'm duetting with is a much stronger singer than I could ever dream to be. Had to have high, high hopes for a living. Didn't know how, but I always had a feeling. I was going to be that one in a million. I always had high, high hopes. Right? you got to have high hopes. <laughs> well, that was, quite, that was quite nice, wasn't it? Nice change to have someone on the show who can actually sing. If you would like to hear that track sang in full by the original artist, Head to Spotify right now and search No Nonsense Sales, Nikki's Choice and the choice of every guest so far, ready and waiting for you to listen to. And don't forget to subscribe while you're there to the No Nonsense Sales podcast on Spotify or on your favourite podcast player or you can visit salesloft.com slash podcast.